0: and welcome to writing about dragons and shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, from such shows as I'm going to podcast, which is back right now, and you should totally go listen to it. But listen to this episode first, then go listen to it. And Champions of Laura, and with me each week are two amazing people who are...
1: I'm Erin M. Evans. I'm the author of The Brimstone Angel Saga and the forthcoming Empire of Exiles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh i'm not ironically tv's b dave walters i guess by the time you hear it the stranger things game i did um for no? the cast
0: should be should well oh, no no oh, no that's tomorrow? yeah this is tomorrow so the next day
2: soon, soon. At, le- at least i wasn't no, like i, I hope you like the ending where i fucking
3: executed all of them <laughs>
0: um the kid that played dustin was really
2: upset <laughs> yeah, man, he's, he's left in tears and on a stretcher. that was that felt was a bit much but he is an actor so shout out to gayton he is the sweetest bean he is like he is like if a hug took human form oh
0: that makes me Aww. so
2: happy yeah. he's the nicest kid yeah um yeah that's that uh, that's what i do follow me all over the at B Dave walters i'd also like to point out even though you're only hearing us we're all making meaningful eye contact with the camera while we're talking because we're professionals
0: yes we are absolutely <laughs> we are we are we, we are meaningful professionals <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just holds her eyes
0: open.
1: Corn (laughs) style.
0: So, uh, we're gonna start things off uh, as we do sometimes with a listener question because we do what we want on our own show. And you know what? We don't want to make you listen through a whole episode just to hear your thing because you're gonna keep listening to it because you're an awesome listener and I trust you. So we're gonna do it at the beginning. Uh, so let's see. This uh, is from Carrie. Carrie says, Hey, Trevor, Aaron, and B. Dave. My name has never come first. Thank you, Carrie. (laughs) Uh, I love the show. That's how you know it's real. I love the show and I'm even making my way through Black Dice Society, parentheses, which is uh, fantabulous, and I might have a tiny addiction. It's
3: so
2: spooky. Hey,
0: so spooky. Stay tuned, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline
2: for this show. <laughs> That's true. I was about to say, I don't even know what episode you're on. And then my answer is, stay tuned,
0: it gets worse. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they say, I have two books coming out in the summer and one in a serial for or, and one story in a serial format, all of which I am self-published or self-publishing. Uh, I'm attending an indie author conference and book sale this fall through uh, the local library. I'm really excited and nervous about it. Uh, Master of introvert with chronic anxiety. I heavily relate to that. Uh, so I actually have two questions. Do you have any advice for indie authors getting started putting their work out there Uh, and any other advice for doing events? Uh, Anything you recommend bringing to get through the day, that kind of thing. Uh, Keep up the great work, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. I mean,
2: I've
1: done the first one. You've done I mean, I was
0: first. about to say I've done the first one, but you've
2: done the second one. So, yeah! ladies first go, and so I've just heard about. It. On the
1: second one.
2: i was just like by <laughs> our powers combined, fusion. Exactly. Boop,
1: boop. I love that you can tell which yeah, where exactly. your screen we, 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 is versus the, mine. The, the, the way,
0: the, the What's great is way. Way. you both you go, went you, the you, other you, way for oh, me. So yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: this is our fusion. Perfect. There it is. All right. All right. Okay. So, doing events. As an introvert with anxiety, hi, hello, welcome, welcome to our support group. Yes. Um, I'll so... wait in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk think... to
0: everyone that comes by.
1: <laughs> One thing that I, I, I think is sort of hard to quantify is there exists in you some degree of extroversion. That just seems to be true. And if you can kind of like pull it up and like put it on like a mask, you can do a lot more. Um, I joke about bringing out extrovert Aaron, um, which is just like me leaning into the fact that I do actually like people and I do like talking to people, especially about writing and about my books. Um, it is, however, uh, like, I mean, I think that's a, the, the misconception is that introverts hate people and hate going out in the sunlight and uh, just want to hide under a blanket. Um, it's it's that not not things, true. But- Well, Those things don't really take up your energy, right? Like that's sort of recharging. Whereas Mm -hmm. being around people takes like an extra load of energy because you're sensory stuff and output. Um, So that's one thing is just, just in general, keep a good finger on your pulse of how much you can handle. One time I, uh, so the year they did the sundering, we did an event um, in Ohio and Columbus, I think. And then we drove, to Indianapolis for Gen Con like overnight and then I woke up and I did panels and then they had the uh, announcement party and then I signed I oh, also I signed books or like co- cover cards very late and then I had to sign things after that and then we went out for drinks and like Bob Salvatore looked at me sternly and I burst into tears because I was so out. I was so yeah, I out. Yeah remember you
2: telling this story
1: <clears throat> right like so don't get to that point. Yeah, is, a, is the is the goal. Um,
2: Especially since having, that's just Bob's
0: face.
1: <laughs> 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 He's actually just the nicest guy. He feels so bad, but yeah. um, and actually, I don't think he knew that time anyway. So just finding figuring out like what do you need to do to recharge and finding space for it. A lot of conventions will have sort of um like a cool down area, uh an a- sometimes it's called it the AFK room or the green room, like a quiet room, a yep. green room if you're if you're on panels and stuff. Um and I have been the person at panels who brings big over-the-ear noise canceling headphones. Um yeah. and and sits in the corner. Like I love talking to all these people, but I also know that periodically I just need to not have to talk to someone and read all their micro expressions because it's overloading my brain.
3: Yeah.
1: Um so finding something like that, I know there's like 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 something that helps you calm down. There are these like phone games that are like put the colored squares. Is uh oh, what is it called?
0: Is it the is one it... where you're like filling in the the artwork?
1: There's that one too. Yeah. Happy color is nice, but also there's um there's one that I like when I'm really stressed out that's just yeah, it's called I Love Hue H-U-E. And it's actually <laughs> designed. As like a like a anxiety thing, and you're just sorting gradients, um, so it's very mm. simple and it doesn't take forever. And it is just like calm your fucking brain down. So if you need to go all day and interact with people and network when you're not, you know that's not your favorite thing. Carving out a little space to like take it down a notch is a good thing. Um, I just looked up this game
0: by the way, and it looks delightful.
1: It's very peaceful. There's a. Secret. Um, Oh, I didn't know that.
0: I love Hugh, too. I've
1: been doing good. I mean, part, oh. of, part of never leaving the house means that I actually don't have to employ this game quite as often.
0: But...
2: Hey. <laughs> You're out of practice now, though. That's the thing. <laughs> that's
1: true. going to go to Gen Con and just, like, hide behind a potted plant the whole time. You know,
2: that's that, that's what you got me for. Like, I will tank for you at Gen Con. Are you going to be
1: at Gen Con this year? I'm
2: going to be at Gen Con, yeah. What? Oh. I'm going to be in the
1: same room.
0: Oh, Yay. Lord. Oh, my Yay. God. Oh, my God. Oh,
2: my God. Cuddle puddle, cuddle puddle, cuddle
3: puddle,
0: cuddle puddle. B Dave will be your potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so that actually is another thing. If you know someone who's going, I I have long employed the 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 tool of the social buffer, like going with someone that you know. Um, that that way, like you can go, you can push your comfort zone, but you have someone to talk to. If you get into a room and you're like, "Fuck, I don't have anybody to talk to." Um, is really helpful, especially if your social buffer is an extrovert. I have a friend, Corey, they're a massive extrovert. Like they, they crave contact with new people. They are so good at making friends. And so taking Corey to a convention is great because you just have this person who's the engine, who's gonna like go and like make friends with everyone. Um, And then you can also make friends with everyone but they've done the scary part with you. So that's a thing, like having a buddy, Good times, making buddies early. Because you know what? Here's the fun thing about authors, 100%. There's other introverts in that room. And if you take that first step, if you jump over the hurdle and say, "Uh, this is my first time here. Is it your first time here? Guess what? That's networking. And now you have that social buffer. And that's the main thing is like you're going here to make contacts with people. Making contacts with people just means talking to them and being friendly. Like, just, just go and, and chat and and get to know each other. Yeah. Because that's really the, the way you form those networks and those connections is just by, you know, getting to know each other.
0: I, I cannot recommend enough getting to know the people who are at your same level.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That is, like... I think some people, and I'm not saying this for you, Carrie, uh, but like I do know some people who worry about that because it's like they're the competition. No, that is no, 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 that no, is no, your no, no. friends who understand what oh. you're going through.
2: Oh yes.
1: <laughs> okay, was this? Beat, was this on your Twitter the thing with Stevie Nicks talking to Katy Perry, or was this somebody else's Twitter? That, I that saw? was
2: not me. Although that seems like the type of content. I know. That that's what I like, like, could have been. There
1: was this thing where like it's like a interview well, with I gotta Stevie go find Nicks, it. <laughs> and she was like, "Am I? You know." I don't want to say I don't know who it is now I'm gonna to have to look but but she's talking to Katy Perry and Katy Perry's like who are your rivals and Stevie Nicks is like I don't have rivals and neither do you
3: oh. right your rival is
1: basically like can you improve on what you've done can you get to the thing you want to do mm-hmm. right there is some truth in the fact that like okay people are only going to buy so many books but when books are good they want to read more books yeah. So that's all great. And if you can pass, you know, if you have an audience that's also going to like someone else's books, you, you know, pointing them at more books they want to read like that makes them like you more. Right. Mm-hmm. So that idea of like rivalry like, unless it's one of those things you keep in your head and it just spurs you to better stuff, you know, if you need a nemesis to get stuff done, you can pretend you have a nemesis. Yeah. I mean, your remission.
2: hate makes you, I mean, I volunteer to be your nemesis. Your hate will make you powerful. Yes. <laughs> I,
1: well,
0: like, like <laughs> I, I hate you. I know <sighs> this specifically from like podcasting. Like, I I made friends with a lot of people who were, who either started recently or around the same time as me. One of them that stands out in, in my head is, um, the podcast Three Black Halflings, which, by the way, if mm-hmm. you like yep. d d you should absolutely go listen to. Um, you should. But, like, I remember uh like i connected with jasper uh really quickly when they started up and he and i were talking for a while and whatnot and i remember freaking out with him in our twitter dms because jeff canada said that he would be on their show on twitter and like we were we were just like oh my god i can't believe oh my god this is so cool and like that that was such a fun experience that i will always remember and like we still like talk about podcasting stuff here and there and, and like we'll do stuff on each other's shows sometimes well uh, like when we did uh um you know the multiverse one like <laughs> I, I was instantly so just like i got to get jasper and jeremy on this and so yeah de- <laughs> definitely so much fun. They're, they're they're a blast um yeah. so definitely make friends with with people that are at your level i mean definitely. make friends with everybody unless they're an asshole but <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that too like you're going to meet people that you're like, okay, that was a thing that happened and I would not like to pursue it and move along. It's fine. The other thing I'm going to throw out there, uh, know what your limits are for alcohol. Uh,
3: yes. yes. Because, because Otherwise you will locate them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, if you don't,
0: other people will for you.
1: Well, and (laughs) and aside from just like any kind of, you know, your internet mom saying, should you really be drinking around people that you don't know that well? Anything like that. Like if you go and you're like nervous and you start drinking to kind of relax and you go a little too far. Yeah. You anxious introvert will spend the next morning going, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. Miserable after. You know, if you, you know, if you do drink and you want to have a glass of wine or a cocktail or a beer or whatever, and just feel a relaxed, but don't let your, don't let your anxiety choose how much you don't, drink.
0: Don't drink like you're at home with friends.
1: <laughs> don't don't self-medicate with it. Yeah. Because, and, and only because, and I say that specifically because like you get in those situations and you feel nervous. And this makes you sort of relax a little until you keep going. And then inevitably what's going to happen is you're going to feel silly and embarrassed and stressed about it. Um, Probably it's not going to matter, but I know that stress and it sucks and you don't need that. So, you know, don't let your anxiety choose, choose how much to order. But those are my con (laughs) events with interprets of anxiety.
0: I love it. That was great advice.
2: Yeah, uh, in, in, in to, to plus one to all of that because again, I know this is going to come as a complete and total shock, but I am neither introverted nor anxious. <laughs> what? But I oh, know what? I just I, it's, I hide it so well. Um, but what what ends up happening for me, and I guess you guys haven't experienced this because I've hung out with Trevor only the once um, uh, so far, uh, and not <laughs> yet with Aaron. But when I come into a place that. That I don't know anybody, I go into bodyguard mode though. I go into observer mode. Like I actually don't just walk into the middle of the yeah. room like I'm here, bitches. I'm actually like on the wall, like, so who's here? You know? <laughs> and then once I've assessed everything, then I'm like, now I'm prepared to act. Um, yeah, to everything Aaron said, I think also you gotta just I'd I'd say to keep in mind two things. Almost everybody else who's there is nervous, also. That's you know? A good point. Um one of my one of my favorite um quotes ever uh, is for uh, Masuyama, who was a karate master. It's, your opponent is not a god. If you're nervous, so is he. You know? And and it applies to this also, you know? Mm -hmm. That if if you're feeling a little self-conscious, everybody's feeling a little self-conscious. You know? Like, if you're not quite sure, you know, what to do next, everybody's kind of not quite sure what to do next. So don't feel bad about that. Um, I would say it helps if you have an idea in your head of, you know, what's your outcome? do you want to make three meaningful connections? Do you wanna meet Brandon Sanderson? I don't know if he's gonna be there, but you know what I mean. Like it's like, <laughs> you, do, do, do you do you wanna get the cards from four publishers, you know, like make a game out of it, give yourself a goal. Yeah. So if, it, if at any point you're kind of just blowing in the wind, And you're like, well, what haven't I done? Well, I haven't met my three publishers. Let me go from table to table and just talk to people and compliment their art. And just what everything Trevor said, my whole career, especially my film and television career, especially has been meeting people and coming up together. When 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 I had things, I called friends, friends called me. You start seeing the same people on the same same sets. You make those yep. connections and all come up together. It's no coincidence that most of us that were there in the very early days of Geek and Sundry are doing the things that we're doing now. Yep. You know, cause the just the tide kind of rose rose for all of us um yeah. so yeah that's uh, and just don't forget to have a good time yeah you know
3: yes. uh, yeah yeah
2: don't, don't forget to have a good time I, I what i will say what i will caution you though is don't tell yourself things like i'm gonna leave with a publisher because yeah. that's not really up to you you know yeah. like think you know you can control meeting people interacting with people making connections finding out submission requirements those things you can do you cannot control someone saying yes to you yeah. So.
0: Unlike what GameStop may think their employees have the power to do. That's not coming from a uh, place of history at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, it was always my thing where they're just like, oh, you need to get this many subscriptions uh, a week. And I'm just like, I don't think you understand how a conversation works. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, a, any, any advice for Carrie uh, getting their work out there? Uh yeah so that's where I
2: live cuz most of my stuff has been done uh independently. In fact, except for a dark and wish, everything I've done has mm. been uh self-published. Um it is absolutely the wild west right now, you know. Um and in general, being published by the mainstream press is more prestigious Self publishing at least can be more profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would direct your attention to what Brandon Sanderson just did. <laughs> <laughs> Wild
1: <laughs> thing. Yeah,
2: you know? That is the um,
0: exception and not the rule. <laughs>
2: well, it, is a- it, no, but but it's but it's not it's not as exceptional as you think. It's exceptional yep. in the sense that he made millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yes, that is highly yeah. exceptional. But I mean, walking away with way more money in your pocket off of something you self published versus mainstream published yeah. is very real. Uh, in a perfect world, you'd do both. You know, you, you sort of you sort of thread that line, you you do your contractually obligated stuff so that people even know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then you do your, you know, indie direct to market stuff that that people get um, really concentrate on trying to build up your following period. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, read something called a thousand loyal fans. Uh, you don't need millions and millions of people to follow you. You don't even need tens of thousands of people to follow you. You really just need about a thousand people that will support you in anything you do, uh, which is not hard to come by uh, in, in, in this era of social media to be able to launch a real and meaningful career, uh, especially because unfortunately, how much this matters varies uh depending who you had because there was a time it didn't matter at all if you had a following then it only mattered if you had a following now it's kind of somewhere in between but it helps
1: it sort of depends like if you're doing Mm -hmm. non-fiction it matters a lot more fiction doesn't matter um the conversion rate for most social media for fiction (laughs) it's not there people will follow your twitter because they like your twitter um, they won't necessarily buy your books. And and if you have a good conversion rate, that's exciting. But, like, if you're sitting there going, oh, no, I only have 72 followers. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't matter. That yet, yeah. yeah. That part doesn't matter. Right. Um, I guess the demon TikTok is the thing. But
3: <laughs> the demon TikTok.
0: The <laughs> I
1: mean, that's tough as an author. <laughs> but, I mean, it can
0: be done. Um,
1: I, I mean, mean book, but, yeah. book
0: talk is so huge now book book that, like, you walk like into a Barnes & and Noble and they have a whole section of just book talk. <laughs>
1: It's well, so different from anything i i, I just i don't know that's a whole different conversation that is a whole different right.
2: conversation because you know social media is where i live that's what i get neck, neck deep in i love that stuff yeah um, do you CDF have a tiktok
0: i do have a tiktok what oh
2: yeah.
3: interesting
0: i mean it's just I, I will, making I, meaningful meaningful eye I mean, contact with the camera while flexing <laughs>
1: i Uh, I I
3: will
0: say i was way i was way more active with TikTok
2: before that whole it's chinese spyware thing came out and then Mm -hmm. i very much uninstalled it and now they're like we promise we aren't chinese spyware anymore and i'm like "Mm Mm okay and i just kind of haven't gotten back Mm -hmm. around to it yet Mm -hmm. um but um you know do those things if you can do it from a place of love of course uh because if you're just trying to pander to people the the free market will know Mm -hmm. i would also say pending what you've written getting a lot of notoriety on Amazon for their publishing is actually very easy if you can find a niche where your thing fits in you know like if if you've got the werewolf lesbian crime fighters you know like you might be able to dominate a category depending what it is you've put out <laughs> so um
1: also I think if you're going to a uh like a, a conference for indie publishers this is a great thing to discuss like what works for different people mm-hmm. i know the people i know who do indie publishing um you know there's a lot it, it's harder to rely on just word of mouth mm-hmm. when you're coming up because like you have to get the people to start talking um but there are there are sources that i know that i can't come up with off the top of my head because i have not had i have not had the experience of researching them um for kind of targeted marketing mm-hmm. um that are worth that i've seen people mention are worth doing um you know it's it's worth having a really good cover because people matters yeah you say yeah. you, you, really so you can't judge
0: a book by your cover
1: but it's it like is, yeah but,
3: but people
0: is. will though like yeah, yeah. yeah that's just the, the yeah. w- when i when i put up uh, the short story that I have on Amazon, the stuff that I learned from that was interesting because, yeah, the cover doesn't matter. I looked out that I just stumbled into Photoshop and came out with a good cover, but oh, I couldn't fortunate. do that ever again if my life depended on it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there, definitely... I would recommend if you have the money to invest in the stuff, because the number one thing I heard when it was coming to this is you've got to do the legwork. You've got to, you've got to fill the roles that the publisher feel uh, fills normally. And if you sorry, what's up? No, no. Finish your thought. Uh, If you can find an artist uh, to, to make uh, a cover, um and, and obviously I, again nothing no, that's not going towards you this that's just putting out there generally of like pay artists what they are worth yep. um uh and you know you're going to invest money in what you are going to get so if you invest you know the right money and you get a good cover for it that is going to help you um but yeah also just don't shut up about your book. <laughs> that's like that's like another yeah. big one. Don't shut up about your book. Yeah. No one's gonna uh, know about it unless you talk about it. As far I, as the cover sorry goes, you? sorry, just say real quick, mm-hmm. uh Fiverr. Go to Fiverr.
3: Yes.
2: Um you can it's very easy to contract contract artists and things like that uh, via there. And you'll get an idea of what you're gonna get in advance, which is always very useful. Mm-hmm. F-I-V-E-R-R. Uh I've bought all kinds of freelance stuff from Fiverr and it's been great.
1: Remind me after this to tell you. Um, my fiverr story it was still a great experience we had the dungeon scrollers logo on making a love i like i like where this is headed love the results however there's a side story to that um (laughs) but um the other thing i was going to say is this is another thing like you get to know people being enthusiastic about other people's work is never a wrong choice um one you share something that you actually really like uh like helping people find things they want to read makes i mean in a very mercenary sense it makes you likable yeah um yep. it is also just a nice thing to do yeah. because then yep. someone else has read the thing you really like um the other thing is that when you do that for other people in the indie space you say to them like like that you're willing to do this and that might remind them to do it for you yep. um forming that community really helps because when you see other people recommend a thing they're vetting it in a way. And I'm not yep. suggesting you should just blanket like everything because you're gonna yep. meet people that write things that you don't like. Yep. And and that is, it is okay to figure out where those lines are. Um, <laughs> speaking as someone who is friends with a lot of writers, I am definitely friends with writers whose work I don't recommend. Like, it's, it's, not, not, your jam, it's yeah. not my jam. Yeah. And if I was well. like, oh, no, it's actually amazing for someone else. Like, that's not convincing.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you,
1: somebody. You would like, it's your
2: thing. Are you, you also bland and tasteless? <laughs> oh, then do I word.
3: have a story for it, you.
1: Weird tangent. I have a very strong it's memory of episode. watching watching um, the original Iron Chef. Mm-hmm. And the secret ingredient was lamb. Oh, who, I'm like, was actress. love? No.
2: Oh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And she eats this dish. And I swear to God, this is... And it's the um, the dubbed over version. So mm-hmm. I cannot be sure this doesn't make perfect sense in the original Japanese. But what she says, she's like, it tastes like lamb, which would be a problem if you didn't like lamb. <laughs> but I do. So this is a good dish. And <laughs> it's just like, this is what I think when you have to recommend yeah. something that you don't really like. You're like, if you like hardcore military science fiction this would be a good book for you but i don't so it's not for me um that doesn't Uh, make you like things
2: (laughs) i I will i will say that, that that there's things that i'm aware that are not to my taste but i'm aware it doesn't make bad things that's also true like it's in it is i you could put the world's greatest avocado toast in front of me like the heavens could open up little baby jesus himself brings it out and I'm like, I'm just not your dude, man. Like, I don't. I don't it's, it's like that Dita Von Teese thing. You know, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. There's gonna be some people that don't like peaches. Um, Me-
0: meanwhile, my hand comes up on the table and I go, I take that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that this like, is like to continue the tangent. I think there's sort of different categories here, right? There's stuff you can enthusiastically um, yeah. praise and rep because it's your jam. There's stuff that you can enthusiastically rep because even though it's not your jam, you can recognize a certain quality in it. And then there's stuff over here that's so not your jam. It's better if you just sort of don't right? Well, like, like yeah. example, Lolita is a worldwide acclaimed novel. I can't get into it because I'm just disgusted. Yeah.
2: but I'm I not can't read be anything like, by Cormac McCarthy. For, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so
1: there's no point in, I mean, and this is where it gets into, like, there's no point in me being like, Nabokov is a pervert and it's a horrible book because one, that's not really accurate, I don't think. But also... Like it comes down to this book's not for me. So me being like, you shouldn't read this book because I hate it. Yeah. When I know it's the reason is it's not for me. There's no point to that, I feel like. There's yeah. point to me saying, I really love this book over here for these reasons. And then you're like, oh, I also like things for those reasons. And then you'll like that book. Or in here, right? Like I don't read a ton of uh, urban fantasy Like, Mm. it's just not something that super grabs me. Um, But I can tell you right now, I've read Rhiannon's Urban Fantasy, and it's really well done. Mm. And I totally get why people who really like Urban Fantasy and werewolves, like, would be super into it. But are they they lesbian werewolf
2: crime fighters, though?
1: (laughs) No, I think it's the crime fighting's kind of in the back. And Mm. then uh, Mm. um, I have a friend who writes stuff, and now I'm like, I don't remember... Jasmine Silvera, she writes with the pen name. So I was like, oh wait, what's her name? (laughs) Jasmine Silvera writes very sexy paranormal romance, urban fantasy kind of on the stride. And she's in my writing group. And so, you know, when I read her stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make notes, but I also need to check like, is this here because that's the thing you do? Because I don't know anything about this stuff. I've read a couple, but it's not really like super my jam. Yeah. But I can also tell you like, those are well written books, well written books with very hot sex scenes. And I can recommend them, especially if you like this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? If you want to read Sexy Werewolf uh mob mob (laughs) among us but but right so that's in this category where i will enthusiastically like like praise it even if it's not you know it's not sort of necessarily hitting all the aaron loves everything buttons so anyway in these two categories you should enthusiastically uh um recommend the books that you that you like Yep. Nobody ever got mad at, well, that's not true. I was gonna say nobody ever got mad at a compliment, but I've definitely gotten
3: complimented. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nobody ever yeah. got
1: mad at a compliment that didn't come with strings attached and wasn't actually an insult. Yep. And uh some other stuff. But anyway. Well don't nag books. That's also yeah.
2: gross. No no negging. Uh,
1: I once got a review where the guy said this book was really good, but I just don't see how she can at this stage in her career keep this up. Like, there was no what? way I was going to be able to finish. I know, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, what yeah. is happening here? Why are you taking book review tips from that guy in the weird hat?
2: Yeah, that is odd.
0: That's weird. That's odd. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, well, uh, Carrie, I hope that, uh, hope that answered your question. Um, <laughs> good luck, uh, uh, at the, uh, at the, yes! the conference, uh, convention or whatever. whatever we, that we, we said a lot of words. We did. We did say a lot of words and hopefully they helped you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, well, what's funny is that actually was half the episode, uh, (laughs) 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 so, uh, The streak continues. Yeah, we, we were, I was, I talked about, uh, doing a, uh, a tangent episode, uh, with a couple of small things here, but I actually just kind of wanted to start with, uh, how, how's y'all's riding going? (laughs)
3: let me tell you,
0: I wish you could see the look that we both just
2: gave there, um, (laughs) So in the process of doing game design for end of the motherlands from the very beginning, I was like, I will be at the bottom of the funnel, you know, like basically whatever doesn't get done, whatever needs to happen, I will take it on. Now we got a publisher, which means we got a deadline, which means that is a lot. So I've been doing all the words lately of uh, of all kinds uh, some of it is the creative stuff the fiction that goes in it but a lot of it is just like um decorative descriptions of places uh, rules crunch all of it been neck deep in it so like mm-hmm. a lot a lot a lot and and um i'm, I'm supposed to be shooting a movie in july Uh, i actually just got word just now literally before we went on here that the director is sick and dropped out and so now we're scrambling to save the project i don't know but i was told expressly it was like hey if you have the next screenplay ready, when you come to set, everybody will be here. And I was like, okay. oh, OK, cool, 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 cool. Just means I have to have the next screenplay ready. Great. Right. No, doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Great. Yeah, so there's that. The champagne of champagne problems.
0: Champagneist. Hmm.
1: mm I, I uh, took this week off work, too. Oh, yeah. Home. Because I got sick. It was just like a cold. It was an it was annoying really cold. really bad, and it yeah. took a long time to pass. I was so sure. I took like three COVID tests. Like, this is it. This is the big one. This is definitely you. it. Finally. And- mm-hmm. No, they're all... I was actually getting to the point where I was like, what if this is a government conspiracy? Because one of those tests you get through the U.S. Through the Postal Service? <laughs> like, what if it's a conspiracy and they're sending out bad tests so everybody just gets back to work? <laughs> except, I've seen a lot of positive tests of that type on Twitter, so it's yeah. a very complicated conspiracy in that case. And I think I just didn't have anything except a cold. But, it meant I didn't get a lot of work done because I was sleeping. So, I need to, like, really hit it and... uh get that number down because it's hitting a point where i can do it but nothing can slip
3: Mm. and that's
1: not fun um so i I did today i read the whole thing i did i got two thousand words in uh but i also had to like pause and send some stuff for cover things and i had to work on uh prepping for dungeon scholars tomorrow And so that took a little time. And I'm hoping after this, I still have some energy and I can finish and make it at least 3,000. So my goal is to to, to really beef up that word count the rest of the week because I don't have to do game writing stuff. Hmm? And then when I come back, Scrivener will calculate a nice, tidy little doable number that I can meet or beat on the regular. And I'll hopefully have a first draft. It's very handy. Mm -hmm. Although I hate when you start missing... Especially as you get getting yeah. Especially as you get close to the deadline, like you miss one day and the whole thing doubles, and you're like, "Oh,
2: So, I, so I don't, I don't use Scrivener, but I've experienced that with naNoWriMo where it's like yeah. all you got to do is 1,200 words a day, buddy, and you're like, "Great!" And then you're like, "Oh, I missed a day," and it's like now it's 1,500 a day, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs>
0: I, I, I always feel like that that uh, that that uh number calculator is like Ben Stiller and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's also like, I feel like you, so when you miss the words, I feel like the number gets so much bigger than when you go over and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, I patted it. And it's like, but not that much. What yeah.
0: Though, yeah. I, I, did yeah. you know? Did you, I, did you know? Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: So my goal yeah. today, today, because I spent, I read the whole thing because I've been one thing that has been frustrating is I feel like that because other things have been interrupting, I'll be like a burst, I'm at a break, and then a burst, and then a break. So I'm like, I don't remember what the early parts of this ended up looking like. Like I know what the outline right. says, so I went through and read, and it was interesting because I found I was hitting notes. Like, more than once, right? I was having characters have, like, emotional reactions in very similar ways. Like, beyond, like, Well, I was talking to Susan earlier about something being too similar, she's like, it's called a theme and you're hitting it.
3: <laughs> God, I love
2: Susan so much. She's so
1: great.
2: I mean... Um. True, but
1: but when it's like kind of explicit, same words, it's like ah, brain, you Mm. failed me. So I did some tidying up and then I did a couple sprints of of words. Nice. So hopefully, tomorrow I'm hoping I can double my word count tomorrow. Nice, hell yeah! I mean, double double my daily count, not the total. The total is like 40,000 words at this point, so that would be insanity. Yeah, I don't think that I can do that.
2: To be clear, you work you're working on the sequel then, huh?
1: I am the sequel, which I think is gonna be called Relics of Ruin.
2: Ooh. Ooh. I like so, that one. Yeah.
1: I like it's, that one. Uh, I like that. It's a great
2: name. It's a great title.
1: Yeah. Um it's uh yeah, it's at that point. It was almost it almost had a title that I really like, but I want to use for something else since it can't be that. Um <laughs> But it's at that point where I I think I've described the metaphor of like writing a book is like swimming from one island to another. And at some point you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in the ocean. (laughs) Uh, I'm at the, oh, fuck, I'm in the ocean. I I got past the shelf. I can't touch anymore. And then it's like, I can't turn around. Uh, So that little bit of panicky stuff. Cause I was like, Oh no, what if the whole idea is wrong and I should throw out this book? I don't have time to do that. <laughs> so I, I have to let go. Of yeah. Okay. George
2: now. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, a cra- it's just
1: the panic talking. It's just the panic talking, okay. get to the end and then do the revisions.
2: Yeah, I just, I, I would also like the record to show dear listener that you think we're like unilaterally supportive of each other and stuff. But I mean, there was times, especially when she was going through the, uh, title, uh shenanigans for the first one and she's like here's a title i like and we were like no it
1: hates my title she's like no i i didn't like
2: no no i
1: didn't (laughs)
2: hate the first one Mm -hmm. i didn't Mm -hmm. but when your publisher was like yeah nah i was like they're making a compelling point you know (laughs) (laughs) and and, 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 okay, Aaron, you know. if it
0: makes you feel better, my wife is pissed that they didn't like that name. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Yeah.
0: I think it'll
2: be great when you self publish your book that you go direct to market and make
1: $40,000. <laughs> yeah. That would be lovely. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Um, but yeah. That's Big fan I of have.
2: Empire of Exiles, though. Yeah.
1: Empire of Exiles is a solid title. And I've seen some cover stuff, guys. It's got me so. It's so, so cool. Yeah.
2: It's so cool. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, let say real re- real friends will tell you again yeah, nah, sometimes that's,
3: all I'm that's, true. Yeah.
1: that's true like yeah, that, you, yeah you don't especially especially book stuff. you don't want to go out with something when someone's like okay but actually this might be embarrassing mm-hmm. so uh
0: you, you're talking about the 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 going out into the ocean and still uh still being near the shore that is where i am mm-hmm. uh, i haven't got to do a lot of writing but i um the book that i was outlining and i just decided that i was going to do uh what you suggested aaron where you write a little bit of it uh and see how that goes um i did two chapters Mm -hmm. and i really 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 like it um stuff's flowing better than uh a lot of first drafts that i've written where um i'm answering questions quicker where it's just like uh okay well what would she do here oh she'd do this Um, and I, am able to, to get into the character's head and, uh, have the characters, uh, sounding different and reacting different and everything like that. So it's, it's feeling really good where it is, but it is very much the, this is what I'm writing before the outline is fully done. (laughs) Like I I think
1: once you get, when you get to that point where you're like, oh no, oh no, I'm getting close to the ocean and I don't have the map. You stop and you write the map.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where uh, I would like to reiterate that the worst thing you write is still better than the mm-hmm. best thing that you did not write, you know, yeah. so it's, it, it's, it's the
0: the muscle is important. Yeah, yeah and, and and I think this was important because I was hitting the part of the outline where bigger decisions needed to be made. And mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to know this character better before I made those decisions for her. Um, and this is definitely helping with it. Uh, uh, uh so much. So what, what, what you, I, I, I'm not pantsing. I have an <laughs> okay. outline for what I'm currently writing. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a
2: suspicious.
0: I was, it was,
2: looking I, at the I
0: felt that real hard. Like, <laughs> I, was,
2: I was doing a suspicious, but okay. <laughs> you know that part in the the Ghostbusters world. 2 I'm when the, the guy. Idiot.
0: You know that part in Ghostbusters mm. 2 and the guy turns around he's got headlights for eyes? Like that was,
3: I was, you were fucking Yano and I was the
0: guy down the apartment hallway. Here, here, here's the thing,
2: here's the thing. I had the common decency to stay quiet because you were talking about how it was working for you. And I was like, okay, zone of safety. But zone he's like, safety. but that sounds a
0: lot like pantsing though. <laughs> I'm just just saying it will only lead to chaos. I have outlined uh half the book it is, it is mainly that I got to the point where I needed to know this character better before outlining the rest of that. So I started writing what I have outlined, um, to see how that is working and everything so that I can go back and look at that outline as a whole, a little bit better. I'd be interested to hear how
2: that, how that works out as a tactic that, you yeah. know, you map, map out the first half of the journey and map out the second half of the journey. And then I mean, well, map out the first half, take it, map out the second half, take it. I mean, you know, interesting. Again, if you get it out of your head and onto the page, you've already won.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- like I like I said, I haven't gotten to a lot of writing, but um, th- th- I did those two chapters in about three sittings. So hmm. I- I'm and, and yeah, they're. I don't remember what size they were. They were a comfortable size that I was happy when I walked away from the computer. Yes. <laughs> I'm B Dave Walters, and I approve this message. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I, like I said, I had a list of, of topic suggestion, things and whatnot, and we've discussed them and not all of them are, are our long ones. And this one I've been wanting to ask for a while and it is more of a listener question for me than a topic.
3: Okay. Okay. What are your
0: favorite scenes to write? The thinking caps have gone on. I want <laughs> they—they did a, the the synchronous motion of putting their hand on their chin to think. <laughs> I
2: like action. Actually, I really don't like sex scenes, believe it or not. I will mm. ellipsis in a heartbeat. You know what I, mean? like I, will, I will fade out like they lean in towards each other. And this is not the book your mom bought for a nickel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um,
3: oh.
2: I, I, I I like writing action because as I've shared with you all before, I guess the audience can't see this. There's just a hair on my face and I can't get it off. And it keeps bothering me. Um. I like action because as I've shared with you all before, when I write, I see it, it Mm -hmm. plays out in my head Mm -hmm. and I describe what I'm observing, you know, like when, when I'm writing, like I see the characters and they're talking to each other and I hear them talk to each other and that's the dialogue. That's where it comes from. So when I'm doing action, I'm attempting to describe what I'm seeing, but in a way that like you very much can like feel the flow of it. Uh, and that's the thing I like, and that that serves me well when I'm working with comic book artists that have to take it and then bring it to life. Yeah. Um, with uh, novels and stuff is different. I mean, I think it works well, but you know, who can say? But that is what I enjoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I enjoy. This is an interesting question. She I likes those tri- those triple x scenes. She's the opposite of me. Like
2: she, like Aaron wants to give you an eye infection. That's it. So fun
1: facts about Empire of X:
0: Rihanna uh, uh, advised a lot on a few scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm with
1: you. I'm. I feel like it, I love the I for for sex scenes in in particular. I love a good pining. I love a good like like. Two people trying to figure out how to be together and not getting it quite until they do, and then fade to black. Um, because yeah. it, uh, I, it's not my skill set. Um, I don't actually like writing fight scenes, but I've gotten very good at them. Um, I think at least people put me on panels talking about it, so I'm good enough for that. Uh, the thing I like best, actually, I feel like I enjoy writing characters um puzzling things out like figuring things out um and I enjoy uh characters um kind of having realizations related to that like realizations um and I think I actually like figuring out how to fit uh world building into scenes because like you don't want to like stop there are times where you need to stop things and be like, okay, so here's the here's the deal. Yeah. Um, but you gotta find the sort of the point where the where things have sort of ebbed and made space for that. And I think that's kind of fun. Um, and doing it, making it be in the character voice. Yeah. Um, even if you're doing third person, like really putting in the details of this character would pull up for this kind of thing i love doing
0: that i i can't um, remember what book it was because you're talking about like the, the world building and getting into the scene and it natural and it being there natural i don't remember what book it was i was reading a sci-fi novel and someone asked me how it was and i said there is a part that if this was star wars a new hope the first time you see the millennium falcon imagine the entire uh, movie stopped to explain hyperspace
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah. Um Yeah.
0: So so like puzzling realization sort of uh sort of scenes?
1: I think those it. it's a that and that that covers a lot of things possibly. Um I just wrote a scene, like the last thing I wrote before we did this, where this character is looking through documents for something but she doesn't know what she just knows that this person did something was sort of working on something treasonous and so like okay what's the problem in here Mm -hmm. she picks up one and it's a um it's like a transfer order for someone who's basically like been um what's the word you're like somebody's having a mental health crisis so you can lock them up Mm. uh so something (laughs) like that
2: Oh yeah. Like committed,
1: like committed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, but she realizes what it is because it doesn't, it's not, it's not clear at first. And then she realizes the person is very much like her and she realizes the question she's been wrestling with takes on this new dimension because, you know, it's, I mean, it's more about like magic stuff, right? So can she do this magic or can't she do this magic? And, and it's not just, am I going to, can I do this or can't I do this? it's also if i can do this how much is my life going to change and that i felt like was like just a really easy thing to write like it flows very nicely like her kind of having that mental shift uh i, I enjoy those a lot
0: mm-hmm. i i'm okay,
1: i actually kind of <laughs> like fight scenes now that them <laughs> fight i well, think yeah. Uh, if if
2: if if, if i may because uh, because mm-hmm. I, I i mean I, i've seen you change sometime over the time we've been together though you already were a successful and and publish and accomplished <laughs> author but before, before i wrote a I ever lot met more you.
1: books before i ever met you but <laughs> i have since i met you Correct. <laughs> Plus for the record
2: but, as that's what I'm saying, but i've seen even in the time that that we've been we've been doing our various content in other arenas you being like I can't do that thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I can do that thing. I just don't like that thing. Okay, I don't mind that thing. And I'm
3: pretty good <laughs> at it. a, you know,
2: you
1: know what, so, I am, yeah. a, I can say multitudes. I am a person they- that grows every day. and I am okay with that. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: think part of it is that you hear a lot like I was once on a panel with someone about fight scenes, who like genuinely recommended that people take a punch in the face so they know what it feels like and i was just like no that's, that's not unnecessary. That's, that's why that's why <laughs> like, it's
2: called fiction you know yeah.
1: right and let me tell you're, you something. you're writing
0: a druggie you ever done drugs
1: <laughs> i'm it's just like this isn't necessary and like if you want that to be a very visceral experience let me tell you something I've written about someone having a very deep inter in character reaction to being punched in the face. And it was very easy to find people on the internet describe what it's like to be punched in the face. It was very yeah. easy for me to go to my friend Susan, who's done a billion martial arts, and be like, hey, what should I know about getting punched in the face?
0: You know, somehow because I'm kind of sucks. I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form that that Susan knows a bunch of martial arts too. Like, what does She's it, real what doesn't good. she
1: do? She was so good about helping me with blocking fight scenes because Mm -hmm. I would write things. And then she's like, okay, so I get what you're going for, but you can't do that. Like you literally can't move like that. Um. So, like, or like you You're can like, do it's that,
3: magic, but no, you or like
1: you can do that, but nobody reacts like this. The, mm. What people do when they get hit like this is they go like this, and yeah. then I can tweak it, and I never have to actually get a board broken on my head
3: or a punch <laughs> in the face or a knife
1: in my shoulder. I just don't have to do that stuff. Like, I, and I will tell you this: like in the W, no, there is a point where Mahen's shoulder gets pulled out of its socket. Ooh. And he has to have Farida put it back in in the middle Ooh. of the big fight scene. And the one of the best comments I got was someone said she's obviously dislocated her shoulder because she knows what this feels like. And she knows the whole thing about, like, you have to put it in a certain way if it's come out a certain way. I was like, literally never done anything like that.
3: Never. <laughs> Did the
1: internet? Asked a friend who'd had their shoulder dislocated. Use my brain. Because here's another thing. Most of the people reading your stuff. They've never been punched in the face. Yeah. They've never it, been shot. They've never yeah. had their shoulder dislocated and had to be put back in in the field. You can do this stuff and not do it as a perfect, like, full insert of the character and still get it across. But and when except- the beginning... Sorry, go when-
2: Sorry, but I didn't, no. Please continue your thought.
1: I was on a raw, I was on a rant. <laughs> but I feel like to start with people are like, "Oh, I write fight scenes because I love fighting, and I am a master swordsman, and I punch things all the time, and I love guns." And it's like, actually, you can be someone who's generally a pacifist and did some like half-assed top keto once. And uh, oh, actually, I did half-assed top keto after I wrote my violence-heavy D D series.
3: <laughs>
1: i mean
2: except for the most disingenuous of it's everybody understands that it's fiction yeah you know what i mean it's like when when a person gets shot by a shotgun they don't go flying backwards that doesn't nope. actually happen nope. you know people that have used shotguns are well aware of this it's fiction you also don't get shot repeatedly and keep fighting just kind of hold on to your shoulder and keep running you know like for the most part you take a slug you're done for the day like even if it's non-lethal that's okay we understand that it's fiction i think the most important thing is not so much grim detail because to use a different example i think it's part of the reason why i don't like the most recent mortal kombat games where like you'll go and you hit somebody and you see the x-ray and you you explode explode their testicles yeah Yeah, right (laughs) but then they're That's fine a real thing that happens you know but then they're fine i'm like yeah. i assure you if i break some three of
0: somebody's ribs they're done for the day yeah. like trust yeah. me on this um yeah, I, but- I, I crushed johnny cage's testicles he's gonna have a morning ceremony like he, he's gonna <laughs> exactly. take a moment yeah he's gonna be like time out
2: time out time right, out. Time out, time out. Yeah. Uh, so the the most important <coughs> thing in all of these things is what's the emotion you're trying to evoke? Yeah. You know, are you trying to ev- evoke brutality? Are you trying to evoke risk? Are you trying to evoke fear? Mm-hmm. Cuz there's lots of ways to do those things. Yeah. That don't have to be like describing the crunch of your teeth on each other when you get punched. Yeah. Cuz it's unpleasant.
0: When yeah. when when I first started writing, fight scenes was the thing I wanted to write and I was writing mm-hmm. Star Wars fan fiction. So it was all lightsabers all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I, re- I really, really, really wish that I had somehow known Rhiannon back then because in the sex scene episode, when she said, write your sex scenes, like fight scenes. And then I was like, but that also works in the reverse. Yeah. Because uh, c- the thing is, like, I, w- w- and when I go back and I look at my fight scenes from when I first started writing, they read like instruction manuals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where it's like, I had, I thought I had to describe every move that they made. Yeah. And it yeah. was so boring. <laughs> I mean, Bob, Bob
2: Salvatore told me he writes his fight scenes like dance scenes. Yeah. He's like, he based Dritt style on the
0: bolero, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and, sure. and, 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 but, but now, like, like I do enjoy writing fight scenes and, and whatnot, but I definitely think my... I, I love dialogue. Like, I love characters talking to each other and reacting off of each other. And, yeah, especially in, like, uh, scenes like Aaron was saying, like, with puzzling stuff out, having realizations and whatnot. I love getting dread like i i also just love like there's times where i've just wanted to write some of my characters and and i'm not working on that one at a time i will literally just write all right they just uh woke up the next morning and they're at the breakfast table what the hell do they do and and like i will just mm-hmm. write them talking they storm the beach yeah and and, and being <laughs> witty and shit like that um so this should be our next podcast being witty and shit like that being witty and shit like <laughs> that <laughs>
2: i love it that's the one that has no focus whatsoever that's all engines all the time coming soon you know <laughs> you know what really grinds my gear oh no you know yeah that's it yeah that's what we're gonna do next
0: but yeah the, the those ones I, I i always look forward to those like especially like this this one i can't say is my favorite because it's so few and far between especially when you get later in the series i love when i have point of view characters finally meet i i i don't know what what it is but like when i have these two characters who are getting fleshed out for the reader meet and start talking to each other and the reader knows who that other character is already and so the characters are getting the experience of knowing each other for the first time and the reader's getting the experience of watching these people they already know get to know each other for the first time. I love those scenes so much. But yeah.
1: That's
0: cool. Yeah. So that's my answer. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, th- this one, like we, it's a little later in the show, but this is one that, that, that I, that I want to ask real quick. So when you're outlining your book um, and whatnot, how do you know how big that book is going to be? like I have
1: absolutely no idea like like I just kind of know I it's like a sixth sense <laughs> I, Aaron's sixth sense is,
0: is the, the the length of a book
1: I, <sighs> and and it's i mean there's a lot of spread to it like even if you tell me the idea i can often i often feel like i can kind of get a sense of like okay that's an 80,000 word book That's a 120,000 word book That's a 150 oh really you're pushing one you're pushing 200 look to look out um but yeah and i don't i don't quite know why that i have that reaction and i'm not always right Mm -hmm. um but
0: you're not the book whisperer
1: yeah (laughs) but i don't know i i've gotten fairly good at it Mm -hmm. so
0: like have have either of you with a project and and this this for like scripts and stuff be like have you ever been working on a project and gone oh shit this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be long enough no and you know why oh god damn it <laughs> because i outline <laughs>
2: you, know, you know um it, the, i thought the it was just t- gonna be because i'm perfect no, <laughs> no 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 um i i, I will say two things it, to, to aaron's previous point with long form stuff like novels not really I, I, I'm kind of surprised and you know, it just goes where it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a, a rough idea, but I mean, it just sort of happens. Screenplays, though. You can even tell me an idea and I'm going to be like, that's 85 pages. That's <laughs> 120 pages. That's I 150 that. pages, you know, because that's what I've done the yeah. most. Of. Yeah, um, it oh,
1: just comes from like working on it. And yeah, and, yep. and, like yeah. reading those things. Yep.
2: The only time I've had uh, issues with length never <laughs> Aaron's face is priceless uh, with script length is the time that i when i've been doing like my Ronan mercenary stuff for other people that are like mm. here's what we want to happen and i'm like okay you didn't give me enough you know mm. um that can be a challenge that's fair you know um besides that i mean Honestly, a lot of, a lot of times, especially when I was first getting started, that was my claim to fame where somebody was like, I got an idea. Lesbian werewolf crime fighters. And I'm like, I got you. I'll be back in, you know, I'll be back in two weeks with a script. You know what I mean? But I could take things and expand it and not add just fluff to add dimension Mm -hmm. to things. You know, that's the secret when, if you, if you're, if you're running, if you're running short, the issue is never fluff. The issue is dimension. You know, um, what have you not shown from these people? What have they not had a chance to express? What can they, uh, you show a greater um, reaction to or the the cause of or the effect of, you know, um, like make it a more three-dimensional world and experience. And if that doesn't work, then you had a car chase.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. But no, mm-hmm. I, I, I know what you both mean because, yeah, it, I will have an outline and then sit down with Scrivener. And I'm like, w- word goal, boom. And it's usually about there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it, it, I, I was just wondering, like, because cause I've said there is like, I have no idea how the hell I'm, I'm gauging this. So I didn't know I if think... y'all had a uh, a formula or anything.
1: I, really... I think a good idea is if you don't know, like, let's say that you, that you haven't developed this sixth sense, then. Mm-hmm we may or may not i am suddenly like i don't think i had this always i think it's a newer thing in my life like because i definitely the brimstone angel books are chonky and they shouldn't have been that chonky but i wanted to write the story i wanted to write yeah. and yeah. at some point was like whatever do what you want uh we'll work with it and i think it turned out good but uh they did turn into epics at the end so uh if you don't know i think it's worth kind of going okay a book of this genre or subgenre is about this long yeah. and put that in as your goal, right? Yeah. If you're going to write YA, it's shorter. Um, yeah. If you're going to write fantasy for adult fantasy, it's a little longer, but like, uh, yeah, look into what those word counts are and set that up as your goal. And you might get there and be like, ah, shit, I need 20% more. Um, Cause there's flex, there's flexibility in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um there are points where you have written a book too big, uh, yeah. to because and which gets into things that are, you know, frustrating and not art related. Like let's say you write a really tight two hundred and fifty thousand word book, it's possible. Um, now, how many books fit in a carton has changed and is a problem, and yeah. how many cartons do we have to ship and how much do they weigh becomes a problem. Yep. You got to sell a lot of books at that fat, fat size versus a nice skinny book. You can fill out more books in that carton, which means they're easier to ship which means they're easier to order, which means they're easier to sell. So yep. it's, a, it's one of those very practical things that's annoying when you're creating art, but it is worth talking <laughs> about.
2: Yeah, some people can get very precious about that for, for that very reason, especially if you're a first-time writer, um, if, if you're unproven that you can move those units. Um, and and the, these kind of... Um, capitalistic hellscape uh, factors affect like way more than you think that's there's a reason why movies are 80 to 85 minutes now it is not people's short attention spans that's a component it's the fact that when the movie's 80 to 85 minutes you can show literally three times as many screenings at the theater than you can one three hour work i mean my math is off slightly but you know what i mean but yeah. even if you fit in one or two or three additional screenings per day you know that adds yep. up yeah you know So that's the, given the choice between making one three-hour movie and two 90-minute movies, almost every studio will go with the two 90-minute movies. Even if you make that three hours, they'll say, cool, push it to four hours and cut it in half. You know what I mean? Like, we'll still double dip. So, yeah. Yeah
1: which like to be clear it's not that it never ever happens like there are debuts that come out that are 200,000 words and if you are trying to sell a 200,000 word book they're really fucking annoying jonathan
2: jonathan strange and m norrell off the top of my head right yeah
1: uh there's one that i keep i can't ever remember the name I'll think of it later. Um, But she, you know, I like I said, I wrote a big old epic fantasy and I realized I think there are some ways I can make it it stronger. Um, But it's an uphill battle, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if that's the book, that's the book and you should, you know, do right by it. But if you're like, what should I write? And you have a lot of ideas and one of them is a perky, slim little uh, adventure, maybe that one.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And then when you're famous and they don't want to say no to you. You can be like, here's
2: my giant epic fantasy,
1: preposterously literary title.
2: But don't don't put it next to your story's Hot sister is here. So so sagely
0: advised. Yes. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap up this episode. Friends, where can people find you? What awesome things you're working on?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can watch me with these guys on Champions of Lore on twitch.tv slash CNA Games every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you can also join me on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrawlers on Mondays at 1.30 for Concentration Check, a co-writing cool show where we uh, all get together and do some Pomodoro splints, sprints, Sprints, uh, <laughs> to talk about writing. Uh, you can also join me on Wednesdays at 6 30 on the same channel for Dungeon Scrawlers, an actual play show with a bunch of fantasy writers that I sometimes DM and I sometimes play in. This week I'm going to DM. and They might actually, I'm so excited, guys. They mm. might actually get to encounter Glazha, who's my favorite arch devil. I'm very excited to play Glaja.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you were also on uh, Epic Realms this week. I
1: was. That's right. I was on Epic Realms this week uh, talking about uh writing and editing and dming and stuff and so you should check that
0: out yeah it was fun
2: my girl who didn't <laughs> even want to dm is Did now giving dm advice on the podcast it's Hercules. Hercules,
3: Hercules.
2: <laughs> yeah what about you All grown it? up uh i was gonna say where can't you find me but actually i'm not doing tons of things these days i'm down to like four or whatever um so the- <laughs>
3: Just far. The, just just far. far.
2: I mean, y'all know the pace I keep, you know? No, I know. Um, it's all behind the scenes these days, nowhere near as sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh Champions of Lore, uh again with you all. Legends of the Multiverse, Wednesdays, uh at five PM Pacific on D Twitch and YouTube. I'm currently uh DMing uh for twelve sessions, of which I think this is the second you're going to see uh this week with our guest Jenny D. I did everything in my power to kill because I'm a monster.
3: <laughs> um,
2: Thursdays is the Black Dice Society, although we're actually dark this week and next week That's because right. it is. Yeah, we're dark for two weeks because uh, I'm doing my very first modeling gig on Thursday. <gasps> <laughs> <Yeah>. What? That's
1: <laughs> exciting.
2: Hey. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if your local photos, it's true, it's tasteful nudity, tasteful nudity. Um, if, if you're in town on Saturday, Hellmouth Con, I'm doing a panel Saturday morning. Um, I'm sure Oh, yeah, Stranger Things Thursday, the, the, the thing. ran Randy D for the cast of Stranger Things. And it was a whole lot of fun. That should I'm be s- I'm so excited in, to watch that. I'm so excited to watch it <laughs> be in the wild on Thursday. Yep. Yep. So, And follow me on the tweetagrams at B. Dave Walters. Really, this is all just protracted excuses to be wherever
0: Erin is and to make her proud when she's not around.
3: i <laughs> 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 so good at that
0: uh you can find me on twitter at the trevor there's an a hiding in there uh please go listen to i'm gonna podcast which is doing new episodes there's a new episode this week uh and there may be something involving uh corn and popsicles uh where they get combined and there may be a taste test uh so check that out what What? Uh, why would you (laughs) know listen there was a good version made and a bad version made (laughs) thanks i hate it yeah Uh but yeah, uh thank you so much uh for listening. Uh if you enjoy this episode, the best way to support it is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice and by telling your friends about the show. Uh if you have any topic suggestions or your own questions that you want to write in with, you can send those into writingaboutdragonsshit@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you'd like to keep up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at about dragons. But until next week, go right about some dragons and shit. Stay black, y'all. Oh <laughs> shit.